As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hello, hello. It's Megan and Nikki. And we are so freaking excited to talk to you today because we are talking all about scaling strategically, right? How do you build a business that really aligns with your lifestyle and with like how you want to truly build your business? Exactly. And I think this conversation, Nikki, is so vital, critical, important, and close to the heart of women, especially. Women play so many roles. We have so many different responsibilities in our businesses, in our households, in partnerships, all the things we are, we are wearing so many hats and we also go through phases and stages and seasons in our life. You know, we were going through a particular stage in our twenties. And I remember in my twenties, I was just trying to figure it out, trying to figure out my purpose. I think I, you know, I had a teaching career in my twenties and I was working 80 hours a week. And then in our thirties, many of us, and if you're listening here, started our businesses in our early 30s. I think, Nikki, you might have started in your early 30s as well. I I think I started like late 20s, early 30s, somewhere around there. But it was still like kind of hustle and grind and hard work. And then we get into our 40s. And Nikki, you are almost there. My friend, you're going to be there soon in June. We just kind of like don't care what anybody thinks about us anymore. And we're thinking about leaving a legacy, uh, family dynamics, maybe changing a bit in our 40s and into our 50s and into our 60s. So we as women are just, we're going through lots of different seasons. And especially those of us who are highly visionary, between the two of us, Nikki tends to be the more visionary one. I'm the less visionary one. But we also want to add new things. We want to start new businesses. We want to change. We get bored of what we're doing. We have all these ideas that Uh, We want to put into play. We want to make all this big impact. And sometimes it can be overwhelming. Sometimes it can be overwhelming based on the season of life that we're in. It could be overwhelming based on all the ideas that we have. It could be overwhelming that we're not moving as fast as we want to be moving and, and getting all the things done that we want to get done. And so I think this is such an important conversation for women to be having around what is the lifestyle that I desire at the particular season or stage of life that I'm in and what everything around me looks like and how do I shift my business so that it really fits into the season that I'm in right now without having to burn it all down or start over from scratch because I've done it, Nikki's done it, and I got to say, it's not the easiest thing to like stop and start over, stop, start over. It it's expends a lot of energy as well. So that's what we want to bring you today so that you can really be thinking about what do I need to put in place now so that in the next five, 10 years, it's my business is really going to fit into the lifestyle that I desire to live. A hundred percent. And this is something that Megan and I have been helping a variety of different size coaching and online education businesses, whether it's folks that are, you know, under six figures, multiple six figures 
seven figures and eight figures. And one of the biggest things that we've noticed in helping folks, regardless of where they're at, is that at the end of the day, when they're looking to grow their business, when they're looking to multiply their revenue, when they're looking to decrease the number of hours that the heads of the company are spending doing stuff inside the business, it really requires looking at how to simplify what you're doing so that it is ultimately scalable. And, you know, what I like to say, multipliable, where like you can put uh, in fewer ingredients and have something delicious come out on the other end. And so in order to do that, it really comes down to a four, uh, a few key areas of your business that you're looking at. One of which is really how the heck are you designing your offer and what you are promising to your clients and customers in the first place? Because oftentimes people overcomplicate this. And I see it as being a challenge from a, when something's too complicated, it's harder to market. Megan knows when it's hard, oh, way too complicated, it's harder to deliver. Oh, yeah. And then have clients get results. And so that's something that, you know, first and foremost is so important. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we, you and I were working with a client recently. This was a couple of months ago and she, you know, she's got two young kids, both under five. They are in childcare certain hours of the day. And when she came to us, one of the things that she said pretty early on in our relationship is how much she was working evenings and nights and weekends. And it was on the client delivery side. It was, she was fulfilling things that she had sold. And that's not the first place where we started, where we really started with her. And this is what we do with anybody is we figure out what does life look like? What do you, what do you have going on? What does your family dynamic look like? Realistically, how many days a week and how many hours a day do you actually have? If you have kids, when are your kids in the home? When are they napping? When are they not napping? When do you have to stop work and drive to go pick them up for school? Because, and, and what do you want that life to look like? Because that is going to drive a lot of the decision making around the creation and the design and any shifting that needs to take place. And look, if you already have an existing business, which everybody that we work with does have an existing business, just like this client we were speaking of. It's not massive changes. It's not, let me, let me get rid of this offer. I'm never going to touch it again with a 10 foot pole. And now I have to figure out to do like a 180 and I have to completely change my business model to something I've never done before. It might just be a one, one degree, two degree, three degree shift that is very slight that really opens up your world. And that was kind of the the second direction that we went with this particular client after we got really clear on her purpose and how much time she actually has available. And we found out she was at max capacity. We took a look at her existing offers and we took a look at her existing ideal clients and what what was she promising people? And oftentimes where we hit max capacity with our offers is we are over-customizing and we're over-tailoring our offers to too many different kinds of clients. And so this is where you can really clean it up. You can really streamline it. And also, this is what you're so brilliant at, Nikki. It's making sure that now we're starting to get the right leads in the door and more of the right leads in, in the door, not just anybody, not just anybody who has the money, not just anybody who we could help because we're really good at what we do, but who do you really desire to work with? And how do we, how do we acquire more of those really incredible ideal clients into our world? Absolutely. And one of the things that I like to use as an example is, uh, you know, restaurants, right? Like there is a restaurant that I like here in St. Pete 
and they are not open on Mondays. And sometimes I'm like, oh man, it's Monday and I want it. And then it's not there. It's not available. And I think sometimes, uh, and, and that's a business choice, right? Like they're not open on Mondays for a reason. It's probably for a lifestyle reason, right? So that they can have time off. Well, what ends up happening with business owners often, especially in the coaching and online education space, is they're not metaphorically giving themselves the Monday off. They're not metaphorically saying, I'm not going to deliver this offer or this service or make this for you guys, right? Because it's not in alignment with what we're looking to have from a lifestyle perspective and from a delivery perspective. And so to Meg's point, when she was saying people over-customize, they're, you might be doing it in the tiniest bit of way where it's like, oh, well, this one target audience is only slightly different, but I do need to slightly adjust my offer for them and, and customize it just a little bit more, but it's taking you out of the flow. It's taking you out of being able to bulk do things. It's taking you out of um, your area of genius and it's taking up time. And often that extra time is not providing that, that you're losing is not providing like so much more money. And so honestly, what we did is we're like, Hey, well, uh, you are amazing at what you do and you know what you do well. We did cut out some of the offers and cut down the target audience and say, Hey, here's the one, maybe two offer things that you're going to offer. Right. And in the two, it's really just like variations of the same thing. It's like you can get a piece of it or the full shebang. So it's really kind of like one real thing with one main offer, right? In terms of delivery. And then one person that it's truly great for. And then one core message that is going to help you get the right person and get them into the door. And then from there, figuring out what is the best marketing strategy and game plan to get those perfect leads in the door, to get them through to the sales process um, in such a state that they're already like, heck yeah, I want to buy. I'm just looking to pay or looking to, you know, secure the right date to start or things like that. And in order to do all of that, it really comes down to being crystal clear on what it is that you're amazing at, getting crystal clear on who you can help. Like, what is it the thing that you can promise people that you will deliver upon over and over and over again that's fun and easy for you and in your zone of genius? And then how do you make it do, uh, done in a way that doesn't take up all of your time in the delivery per, uh, from a delivery perspective? Yeah, I love it. And, and before we go any further, uh, Nikki and I are going to be hosting a three part workshop that starts on February 6th called the business model makeover, where we're going to do a deep dive for those of you who, you know, you've really hit max capacity with the business model that you currently have. Maybe you're noticing you're like, Hey, I don't, I don't even know what I'm going to sell next. I don't even have any more spaces to bring in new clients or, you know, I really want to take my business to the next level. But based on the way I'm working and I'm functioning right now, I'm going to have to work harder. I'm going to have to work harder to make more money. Or maybe your business model has gotten you to a certain level. And this is what happened to me years ago, Nikki. I started plateauing. I started like really getting very stagnant in my business model because the business model that got me there or, or here or wherever it was, that was awesome. But it wasn't the same business model or the exact same marketing strategy or the exact same sales process that was going to get me to the next phase of business. And it certainly wasn't ever, ever going to help me scale. I mean, that was, that, that was never even going to be a conversation. And so we're really speaking to those of you who are finding yourself at that place. Nikki, I've got a question for you. You know, you and I have also been people, you know, you and I are like 
I say we're like the queens of simplicity. We love a simple business model, a simple marketing strategy, and a simple sales process, and a simple delivery mechanism because we believe simplicity really is the key to scaling and allowing you to really live this incredible lifestyle that you that you desire to live and also be a big giver as well. But so many of us overcomplicate everything. We overcomplicate everything inside of our businesses. What do you think is driving that behavior to overcomplicate? And sometimes even when we get to the next level, we're like bumping up against the next phase or level of business. We think in our minds that we have to make it more complicated or we have to serve more people. We have to add more offers. We have to be on every single channel imaginable for marketing purposes. Why Why do we do that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's twofold. I think part of it for a lot of people is a belief pattern so, and a belief pattern that's probably so deep that they don't even realize it, right? Where it's it can come from something like, oh, I need to make sure that there's more value here. I need to make sure that this program's worth it. I need to make sure that, you know, I hedge my bets when it comes to marketing and make sure that there's more than enough opportunities for people to be a heck yeah and for people to hear about it and for people to buy, right? And I think so often because of that, people overcomplicate. Now, it's fine if you overcomplicate on paper before you actually deliver anything, as long as you then have the awareness that you tend to overcomplicate things and you go back and ask, how can I simplify this? What can I take out? But I think a lot of it comes from this desire and need to be and deliver something that is super valuable and enough for clients. And we've seen this with, we have an eight-figure client and we're working with them on revising their offer. And one of the things that kept happening is they kept trying to add in more content or add in more stuff because they're like, I want people to see this as valuable. And to me and Megan, I know you feel the same way. The value comes from them getting the results. The value comes from them being like feeling like they can complete the program. If you give someone, and I'm going to be melodramatic on purpose, a hundred hours of content and a hundred PDFs and a hundred, um, homework assignments, right? They're never going to complete that program. It doesn't matter how much time you give them. They're going to quit before they get there and they're never going to get the result and they're going to be pissed and they're not going to see the quote, quote value that you were trying to deliver. Value comes from how are you making their life easier? right? Instead of giving me more content, I'd love for you to give me more uh, examples or templates or copy and pasting, right? Like how can you make it so that someone is getting results in a simple manner? How can you make your message so simple that a five-year-old or a fifth grader really could understand it? How are you making your marketing so simple that it's easy for someone to stay on your customer journey and be a heck yeah? And I think there's usually a, a combination of this Hey, I need to add more value. Or quite frankly, I think a lot of people were taught to do all this stuff and they've overcomplicated it, right? Like the number of um people that are like, oh yeah, I need to create a new PDF or lead magnet. I'm like, why? Literally why? Like <laughs> just get on, go on a live, talk about your zone of genius and invite people to your workshop or invite people to your thing. Why are you going to spend hours creating a PDF that people probably aren't going to read? Right. Um, in some instances, it totally makes sense. It, it, so I'm not knocking free guides. I do them, um, for certain things, but it, it has to be strategic and it has to make sense. Um, and it has to, you know, to your point, be a simple pathway and journey for, for folks. Yeah. You know, I remember one of the reasons this was way back in the day in the, in the first few years of my business. And I was, 
you know, I was doing really well in the first few years of my business and I had a rockin' Facebook group. I was building this amazing Facebook group community. And I remember one of the biggest reasons why I was starting to overcomplicate. And look, again, I came out of the gate back in 2017 and everything was so simple. I, I knew what result I was promising. I had one offer. I had a price point. I had my goal. And when I hit it, then I was like, okay, I'm maxed out with this. What's the next thing I'm going to offer? Like this same category of people, this same target audience. And then I shifted to that and it was amazing. And I'll tell you exactly where I started really overcomplicating things. When I started looking at the percentage of people in my audience who were actually buying and I started getting really freaked out because I'm like, and I always had a bit of a higher, a higher ticket offers. I never had, I don't think I ever had an offer. Maybe one time in 2017, I never had an offer that was less than $5,000. So everything was kind of between this $5,000 to $30,000 offer. And so then I really started getting into my head and I was like, I have all these people in my audience who aren't buying. That must mean that I have to go create things for them too. And then I started thinking like, I've got to go create this lower price point thing over here. And I've got to create this shorter program over here because maybe people don't want my 12-month long program or maybe people don't have the money for this. And Nikki, that is something that I hear a lot of people say when we ask people, why? Why do you have so many different offers at so many different price points? And that's actually one of the answers that I hear as well. And I know I certainly went through that. And it's, they will say, but I have so many different kinds of people in my audience, or I have so many different problems that I can solve, or the result, I I help my clients clients get a lot of results, or I don't want to leave these people out who are in my audience or in my free Facebook group. I need to go create something for them. And sure, maybe there's a time and a place and a season for you to create things for different categories of people in your target audience, but you also don't have to. And I know every single time I've ever been asked by a business coach or a mindset coach, do you really love that program that you're offering to that group of people in your audience? And my response was always, I feel fine about it. I I mean, I can totally do it. And the feedback I would always get from the coaches, well, you don't sound very convincing. And ultimately, it wasn't really something that I enjoyed doing. And all it did was not only create overcomplication in my ability to market, but it was also causing me to work so many hours, so many extra hours because I was having to kind of change my marketing message for each offer. I was talking to a slightly different client. It was slightly different price points. The buying psychology of those clients were all different. And then I had to go deliver deliver different styles of programs to people. And it started creating confusion for my audience too. But the biggest thing is I was just working around the clock and I wasn't fulfilled and I wasn't having fun. And my family was certainly like, you know, we don't like moody mom over here. All you do is work. So that's, you know, that was really, that was definitely the journey that I took when it was kind of getting complicated. And I hear that quite a bit from people too. Yeah. And and we're going to talk about this a bit more in our business model makeover. But I think one of the things that people need significantly uh, in order to not overcomplicate things is they need to have uh, a lot of belief in that what they're doing will work and what they're selling people want. And I think, you know, I know for myself, I, my very first offer was $3,000 and this was eight years ago. Yep. Right. 
And it, there were some people that purchased after one call, phone call right away. Super easy. And there were other people that took a year to buy. And by then the price of what I was offering went up to $10,000. It also increased in duration, but you know, it took them longer, but they bought. And I think what people often forget is that it can take a customer a while to buy your offering. And so just creating a bunch of stuff out of, from a fear-based mentality, or I like to say it's masked generosity. Like you're sitting down going like, oh, I want to help more people. Yeah. You can't help more people until you have like, sure. I would love for everybody to be able to impact and help more people, but you need to have consistent cash flow. Um, yeah. you need to be able to like have basically abundance in order to give abundantly. Right. Um, otherwise you're just at some point going to get frustrated, mad, angry, and pissed off. Right. Cause yeah. I have been there. Um, and so it, it's that belief that what you're selling and what you're doing will work. Sure. It may need tweaks and adjustments, but you don't need to keep adding more. And it's also just like faith. Like, I really do believe that you need a certain amount of faith in whatever it is that you believe in that this will work and work out. And so those two things kind of go hand in hand, um, with some patience and some like consistent action. Uh, but at the end of the day, you want to come up with a simple business model that you believe in, that you're confident in, that you know will help people enroll in your programs with joy and with ease. And that's, that's something I believe that we're really, really phenomenal at. And that's why we're bringing what we typically do with our consulting clients or our one on one, like VIP day strategy day clients, right? Um, into this three day workshop because it'll help people literally be able to hit the ground running with, uh, something that's simple, easy, fun, and that works for them, right? Because I, we don't, neither one of us believes everybody has to do the exact same thing. So we're not going to be teaching you like, Oh, you have to live launch and that nothing wrong with live launching, but we're not teaching that as a strategy that people have to do. What we're going to do is really look at, uh, what people are doing and help you decide for yourself the best strategy for your business. And so if you're someone who's like, yeah, I want to double my business and, uh, have that lifestyle that works for you and work the hours you want to work and spend the time with the people that you want to spend time with, then definitely comment workshop below because we'll send you that additional information so that you can join us starting in Feb, early Feb. Amazing. I love it. I love it. We're so excited to see you there. We're so excited to help just a ton of people um, make these small little shifts so that you see just an incredible increase uh, and and create the ability to have more impact on people as well. And not just through your business, but also through your personal life too. So Nikki and I are here every Tuesday at 11 a.m. So tune into our weekly Facebook Live show. And like Nikki said, comment with workshop below and we will send you a private message with the details to join our workshop. All right, until next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.